Hello everyone watching. Welcome to Story on the Spot. I am Cat Wrangler Jim and we're going to go around here. Over there is Ari McGee. Mr.'s favorite heart song is Barracuda. Down there we have Kevin hashtag Van Life Tomlinson. And directly below us we have Mr. Craig Hart here for Story on the Spot. And I have a quick announcement about Mr. Craig Hart because Craig is now officially full-time permanent recurring occasional special guest yes yes so <laughs> congratulations. To a better guy <laughs> gonna make Congrats. new business cards sorry craig i'm very very sorry <laughs> congratulations on your promotion <laughs> uh this just Thanks. means that this just means craig is going to be here sometimes sometimes not uh without any advance warning so you're just gonna have to tune in every week to find out well, you can't you know, announce I, it ahead of time I, I like or they how, won't tune in i like how if you go in a little spiral here it kind of looks like jim is slowly morphing into craig at the end <laughs> <laughs> we have the whole like the beard thing the glasses start to form <laughs> Takes his final form at the very end. Yeah, our uh, our show would be good for plenty of before and after. <laughs> Lisa Badger says hello. Badger. Um, hello, and if you're watching live, comment. Let us know where you're watching from. And as we go through, uh, don't forget to comment after every round and let us know which pitch you like the best. Because what we're going to do is I'm going to display some news stories and read them and then these three gentlemen around me and also maybe ra's christmas tree are going to oh, pitch they're going to pitch stories craig you haven't been here long enough ra's christmas tree is a year-round tree i've gathered yeah and i just i was just noticing how close it is this it's week getting closer, I, didn't, I just noticed it now and i got really scared <laughs> you're scared dude you're in the same room closer. with it <laughs> It's like yesterday, it, it really was over by the door. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, guys, a little bit of housekeeping. The week 14 winner, Mr. R.A. McGee. Yay! Yay. Hooray! Uh, Jack Curl is watching from Houston, Texas. In case you don't know what TX means, thanks, Jack. We appreciate hey, the clarification. Jack, we're neighbors. <laughs> um, and this Sorry week for all the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have a bonus word the bonus word is roundabout it's an adjective for not following a direct route or one of those circle things you drive on mm. which came from webster's i thought that was a strange now, okay if we use the bonus word do we have to use it the way you've defined it or do we, can we just use the term no no you can uh use it anyway and craig i don't know if you've been here for any of the previous bonus rounds but basically you just try Don't to work Craig yeah. was Confluence. Craig yeah, was here I, for I, Confluence. I tried to change the character's name to Confluence. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't fly. Didn't work. I think I let Ra get away with that last week because I was all. You guys sucked all the fight out of me. <laughs> we'll wear you down, Jim. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Here is our first story that I'm going to read. It's called "When You're a Jet." A roving gang of baboons in a safari park in Merseyside, England, is known to vandalize cars and otherwise alarm visitors, but lately they've been seen carrying knives, screwdrivers, and a chainsaw, which workers believe they've acquired from visitors. We're not sure if they've been given weapons by some of the guests or if they're fishing them out of pickup trucks and vans, an employee said. Park officials have poo-pooed the report, saying, we believe that many of these stories have grown in exaggeration as they've been retold. That's what park officials always say. Of course. Yeah. Of course. 
They're part of the problem. <laughs> so who would like to be the first of you gentlemen to pitch us a story based on this roving gang of baboons? All right, there. Kevin, go ahead. So we got the, okay, so uh, I think this is a matter of the park officials themselves are trying to take over and they're building an army of armed baboons to do their bidding. So they've actually gone in, captured these baboons, put them in little chairs, put little electrodes in their heads, trained them to, to love the joy of murdering humans with small objects and chainsaws. And really? now they're setting them loose. And anytime anyone reports it, they, they, they get total control over this whole scenario, right? So they're like, you're a, these stories are being exaggerated. Pay no attention to the baboon with the chainsaw. Pay no attention to the baboon behind the curtain. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> All right. R.A., Craig, which one of you would like to yeah, take a stab? I will do it. Um, Craig, so I think... your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Well, let me do it. God, God please. Way to um... bring it, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it every week. <laughs> um, no, so the park officials, the baboons are the park officials. They're just in costume. And they put on these costumes or run around and do their nefarious deeds. Uh, that's right. Dun, dun, dun. Um, led by a dog whose name is Dun, 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 Dun. <laughs> and uh, no, but th their, their plan is to terrorize this town. And but it's basically a PR stunt, you know, because it hits the media and people obviously come and check it out. They get in their RVs and drive from Texas to wherever this place is to, uh, to check Angle. it out. England. England. That's a heck of a drive, man. Greg's drowning people in his story. <laughs> well, to, yeah. You have to overinflate well, the tires. <laughs> a, I'd have to have a short-term memory well enough to remember that story, or B, I'd have to be able to read. Neither of those things are accurate. Um, but no, so they lure these people in, and uh, once they get in, they can't leave. Uh, because once you would come into town, they have this, it's an invisible dome setup that you can get into but you can't get out of and their plan is to create the bustling town which they can then then turn into their own captive group of uh, basically slaves to do their bidding and they're going to turn into a giant factory to create weapons of mass destruction and take over the world just like that uh, song by the eagles hotel mercy side mm -hmm. you can check in but you can check out but you can never leave never all right all right you okay. bring us home on story number one. What do you got? I got you. I got By you. By the so way, title of this whole thing, The Apes of Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, bad. All right. So what I think is happening is the safari park has uh, recently come upon some hard times. All right. They don't. It's true. You got to fill up. Is there a gas station somewhere near the Seychelles? You know? Um so uh, the safari parks run across some hard times. There was an unfortunate incident with a, a zebra and a child, and they're just not, they don't, their money is not good now because of lawsuits. You know what I mean? We won't talk unfortunate about it. incident with a zebra. <laughs> yeah, it was very unfortunate. And so, a child. Uh, and the child, <laughs> uh, it just makes me shiver to think about it. <laughs> All right. So I'll hear about that story. They've lost, I'll work that into the next one, maybe. <laughs> So uh, in a roundabout way. Oh my gosh, I was just about to say that. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I totally lost the point. So um 
they lost a, a lawsuit, and so they don't have a lot of money. And so they can't afford their usual army of uh, rangers to kind of upkeep the place. Well, there was a uh, a zoo was going out of uh, going out of business, and they had a whole a whole uh, what is it a clan of baboons, a pack of baboons, flock, whatever herd, a herd of baboons, bushel. and uh, bushel, a peck, whatever. So they uh, the safari park adopted the baboons and they taught them how to be uh the the park managers the maintenance workers so to speak there's a reason why you always see them with hammers and screwdrivers and chainsaws right because the park is actually using them for their uh uh uh, slave labor because they don't work for very uh very much money you give them some uh some mangoes and they're good to go so i think that we're dealing with a with a slave labor type of situation perpetrated by the park in Maryside, uh, England. So it's dubious. Uh, Lisa Badger says a troop of baboons works for me. Yeah, that could be true. All right, here we go into story. Number two, this is called inexplicable out for an early morning stroll Two residents of Hopkin Hopkinton, Massachusetts called police to report a naked couple walking their dog down the street. It was kind of wild. Police chief Joseph Bennett said they were buck naked. Officers asked the couple why they weren't wearing clothes, but they declined to answer or were incoherent, Bennett said, and there was a short foot pursuit. After a struggle, they were captured and charged with indecent exposure and assault and battery on a police officer, along with other crimes. Now, I do believe Kevin went first last time, so somebody else likes to take a crack at going first? I'll go. I'll go. Let me get let me get this let me get this thing going. All right. <laughs> let me get this thing going. This 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 uh my brain train. Um, so first off, I just want to note that police chief Bennett says it was kind of wild. All right. He didn't say it was actually really wild. So what kind of stuff is Joseph Bennett doing on the weekends that naked people walking their dogs is only kind of, it's a little weird. It's just a little strange. All right. Um, so what I think happened was, um, you're dealing with a couple who are, uh, heavy smokers. Hey, they, they chain smoke, you know, they're the tar and the nicotine is building up in their house. It's inches thick. You know, you could scrape it off, you know, with a screwdriver. And so it's, it's just not good. And so they've tried everything uh, that they can to quit smoking and they're having no success, you know? And so they saw an article in the paper about a guy who can hypnotize people and can make them stop bad habits. And so our couple goes to the hip hypnotist, and they say, listen, you know, we want to, you know, we want to stop smoking, you know, help us out with this, you know, put us under. Well, he puts them under, but they don't really know that he's got a lot of nefarious things that he likes to do and that he never really hypnotizes anyone to stop them from smoking. He hypnotized them to think that they stop smoking. It It's the worst. You know, you if you're not careful, you can get a, a lockjaw from smoking chains. But um <laughs> There's a link between smoking chains and cancer. Well done. Well played. I agree. Um, so scrape the nick the baboons can scrape the nicotine from the naked couples. I'm sorry, Ari, I'll stop putting comments up. I'm totally it's okay, it's all right. I'm, it's like shiny things, you know what I mean? Sorry, man. So I'm gonna all get enough. there, dude. I'm all gonna right, get to the end of the You know, I'm gonna go a roundabout way, but I'm gonna get there. So in any event, um, so the couple gets home and they think that they've uh, been stopped, uh, cured of their smoking 
uh, problem, but it didn't really happen. Uh, when the dog barked, that was their hypnotic trigger to take all their clothes off and take him out for a walk. And uh, he just, the hypnotist spends his time embarrassing people. And uh, that's what this couple uh, got themselves into. So uh, hip, hip, add hypnosis, hypnosis gone wrong. All right. Thanks, Ari right. McGee, for that story pitch. Who wants to be number two? I'll do it. Uh, I don't know if I can get through this one. Okay. <laughs> so so the, this couple, they're actually philanthropists. You know, they went out and made a lot of money, and so now they can do whatever they want. And so what they've done is embarked on this business of making prosthetics for people, any kind of body part you want. Uh, and they're running this business from their home. The problem was they uh, they put out a line of products that ended up being well, causing infections to a lot of people, but they're refusing to honor guarantees and whatnot. So the police come to their house to arrest them. And this couple makes a break for it, but they're right in the middle of trying on all their prosthetics to make sure they're appropriate. So they had to disrobe to do that. And the police rush in, they're naked. They run out to escape, to evade capture. And the police go after them and catch them. And the problem was that the parts, the body parts that were causing the infections were mismatched feet. Like they had gone through this run and all the feet that they made were too short. And so they, they were running away from the police and it was a short foot pursuit. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no wonder you can't so, get through that. I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> no, you know, let's. let's when you have twins, our... when you have twins, you hit the dad jokes doubly hard. You know, it's what I'm okay. Saying? All I've got left. It's a superpower. <laughs> Just yes. own who you are, Craig. Don't be scared. It's a safe space here, man. You can be you. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you're the last one on this story. What do you got? Okay. Uh, in a roundabout way, this is connected to the rogue bamboo ba baboon story, uh, because those same park rangers who are raising an army of armed baboons uh, have also decided to use cloning uh, to help in their plans for world domination. Now, you've heard of Jurassic Park. They're aiming to create geriatric park. These are uh, they're cloning old people because nobody would ever fight back against an old person who's ambling about and attacking you. So they're creating these sort of zombie-like clones of old folks, letting them go in the neighborhoods and, and corralling them so that they go and uh, force people out of their homes and force people out of their cars. And, and it makes them easier targets. So these are mind-controlled, or actually they're not even mind-controlled. These are just blank-minded old people. Uh, going around and uh, terrorizing the society. Blank Gangs of geriatrics. Geriatric park. <laughs> That's a good geriatric park is definitely a possible episode title. That's one. Well, not Apes of Wrath. Apes of Wrath. Okay. Apes of Wrath is pretty good. I also wrote down Bushel of Baboons. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Okay, coming up next, we have a real bonus round. Okay. So, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible and Jack Reacher are both trapped in a burning building. Who gets out first and how? Tom Cruise. Yeah, I need a little more. Oh. Can you expand on that a little bit, Kevin? Because science. <laughs> Roadside, road uh, sign. Okay, 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 okay. Um, they're trapped in a burning building. Okay, 
So I think Jack Reacher actually gets out first because he is a brute force kind of guy. Ethan Hunt's always in his head. So Jack Reacher grabs Ethan Hunt and uses him as a battering ram to break down the door so that he can escape. Ouch. Brutal. <laughs> so Jack Reacher is going to murder Ethan Hunt <laughs> to save himself. I didn't invent these characters. I'm just playing them the way they... The You're just dealing the hand you've been dealt, don't Kevin? <laughs> just playing the hand you've been dealt. Does anybody else have a different take? I think Jack well, I Reacher... Le- I be... left out the, uh, the love scene, so oh. you can thank me for that. <laughs> I think Jack Reacher might be angry about the portrayal of him in the movies. So yeah, he used Tom Cruise to beat a hole in the wall to get out, but then he'd throw Tom back in and go out himself. So ultimately reach go out first. All right. You got a pitch for this? I can't disagree. I mean, Jack force is the uh, uh, unstoppable force. So Jack Reacher, he's, he's making it out. Tom Cruise is going to be thinking, well, Ethan Hawk, Ethan Hunt's going to be thinking like, I have to climb up the wall and like attach myself to a pulley and like get up to the roof so then I can like fly out. Like he's done. He's a goner, man. Jack Reacher all the way. Oh. Plot twist. Ethan Hunt pulls off a mask and reveals that he's Jack Reacher. Right. <laughs> Either way, Tom Cruise is going to end up dead. That's the important part, right? No matter what happens. <laughs> hey, Tom, if you're watching. We, you're not watching. We don't care. <laughs> All right. Here we move on to story number three. This is called Lost and Found. Chris Markries of Vermont lost something very important to him while skydiving. He said, I think my adrenaline was so high and I was just so excited. I didn't realize I'd lost it. It was one of Markries' two prosthetic legs. Now, a few minutes ago, Nostra Kregis either prophesied this or he's cheating. So one of those two things is true. Prosthetic limbs in your last pitch. I was like, what? Does Craig know? The double amputee was harnessed to an instructor and landed safely, but he didn't know where the leg ended up. His plea for help on Facebook was answered the next day by farmer Joe Marzalkowski, who found the prosthetic in his soybean field. Marquez said the leg suffered a few scratches, but was otherwise unharmed. We kind of take for granted sometimes how many truly good people there still are in the world, he mused. I wondered if leaving that last sentence in would make your story skew positive, but I have a feeling you guys will still find some <laughs> some awful, uncomfortable things to talk about in here. <laughs> Who would like to be the first to pitch a story from Lost and Found? Hmm? I think I'm just letting other people have their turn. Well, if you guys want to think for a second, I can put some comments up here. Uh, Lisa voted for, right, for the last one. The streakers, Lisa says LMAO, and Jack says in the bonus it is a three two three way tie. Jack liked all three. That's not helpful, Jack. You should know better. <laughs> We're trying to find the winner, Jack. This isn't nobody gets participation trophies on story on the spot. Does anybody have a story they want to pitch for Lost and Found? Oh, 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 oh no! Please, please. Kevin, I, I was please. trying to let. People who hadn't gone first have a chance to go first. That's all. Hey, 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 you, you, you don't help us. Don't help us, sir. This is not the place for uh, pageantry and pleasantry. So <laughs> feel free. Uh, all right. Uh, so I think uh, what's going on here is that our guy, what's the guy's name? The, the, the guy jumping out of the plane, what was his name? 
There was Chris. Chris, Chris Marcus. Chris. Chris is actually the hero in a roundabout way from uh, the first two stories combined. So now we've got these park rangers who are trying to take over the world with their geriatric uh, zombies and their uh, armed baboons. And Chris is a highly trained Navy SEAL diving in to take them out. And one of the ways he does this is he has explosive explosives in his prosthetic leg uh, and, uh, and weapons in the other leg. So uh, like firearms, that sort of thing. But the, he jumps, uh, he drops, and because his main weapon fell off in transit, he wasn't able to save the day. So, bummer. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Let me put the story back up here for a second. Oh, Craig. Uh, I, had to, I had to put the uh, positive ending on it, though, right? <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, in the end, the soybean farmer picks up the, the uh, leg and finds out that it's a weapon that can defeat the armed baboon army and the geriatric zombies, and he becomes the hero of the hour by taking them all out. Or he finds a winning lottery ticket and buys an island so he doesn't have to deal with the zombies. He just moves there. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to start talking. I think people should just vote for me for that because that one won. I think they're going to have to. No, so so Chris, he's not a super bright guy, okay? But he's gotten caught up in this my apologies chris if you're watching um <laughs> it's like i got um, no legs and i'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys speaking of lotteries <laughs> so anyway that this is his method of getting rid of his illicit drugs he's trying he's trying to kick the habit okay but he just can't quite quite get there can't quite go cold turkey can't afford a good recovery program he's just you know what's the guy going to do so he, he he has got a good friend who has a skydiving business and so he said look every time you get rid of a stash of drugs i'll give you a free skydive in fact here's what we'll do we go skydiving you throw the drugs in your prosthetic legs when you jump out unstrap them let them go when you land you're free of them and you've had fun at the same time so that's that's all it's going he's trying to kick his habit and so this farmer guy is like oh here here's your leg back Here's your drug habit back. And Chris is like, look, I don't want it. Thanks for nothing. But it was a good deed gone wrong. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Uh, Lisa wants to know where the Christmas tree is. She is still over there. It's advancing just ever closer. Slowly creeping in from the side. <laughs> See, the thing is, if we leave it on camera, it won't move. Yeah. It's like the it's watch like pot. A- yeah. <laughs> it's gotten so close you can't even yeah. see it in the frame objects in mirror may appear closer than they uh, all right what do you got okay. the found? all right so this is this is what i think is happening i think that chris uh, of vermont is originally from canada and he's only lived in vermont uh for a short period of time um and what we don't know about chris is that he's actually um canadian a secret service agent. Okay. So he's kind of a, of a high speed guy and um, he is investigating uh, a rash of, of thefts uh, that are occurring up there. And it's starting to point toward um, people that he, that he works with, right. People that, that he's involved with. And so he finally gets a, uh, a thumb drive that has a name of all the 
the the rogue dirty agents uh in the canadian government and, and the problem is he wants to team up with um his counterparts in the u.s but the canadian people have him on a watch list he can't cross the border everything's bad for him so he skydives right he takes a plane right and he skydives in right he drops the leg into farmer joe's field farmer joe was actually deep cover uh working for the nsa so he's on chris's team and farmer joe recovers the thumb drive okay then we fast forward to the end of the story all right chris has cleared his name joe has all the uh you know, all the, the names that he needs to help root out the corruption in the Canadian government. Chris sits down and takes a deep breath and he pulls off his mask and it's Ethan Hunt. And it's Ethan Hunt who then pulls off the mask of his legs and he's not even amputee. He's got two legs. He's got two legs. <laughs> I already got there in a roundabout way. and you said i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids oh man Uh, uh, i'm still still really kind of just laughing at the idea of of ethan hunt pulling off the mask and looking like that creature (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, it's kind of the same guy. <laughs> Tom Cruise pulls off a Tom Cruise mask. <laughs> Looks me. Uh, Ethan Hunt. No, no, I'm Jack Reacher now. Oh, right. Forgot you're also that guy. They, they wouldn't cast me in Inception, so I made my own. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to read our very last story of the day. This is called Foxy Cat Burglar. And this one might sound familiar because this kind of, this is actually a recent one. I don't usually do recent stories, but this one has been floating around a little bit. I thought it was kind of fun. After Christian Meyer of Berlin lost his running shoes to a thief, he posted a notice on a community sharing platform and learned other residents had also lost shoes that were left outside. Meyer soon discovered the culprit telling local news sources that he caught a fox red-handed with a pair of blue flip-flops in his mouth and eventually found its stash of more than 100 multicolored shoes. Meyer's shoes, however, were not among them. This got shared around quite a bit on Facebook over the last week or so, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the fox burglar. Who All wants right. to be the first one to bring us home? I Craig. haven't gone first yet, so I guess I <clears throat> shouldn't should do that. Do my due diligence here. Um, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, what is happening in Berlin is that there is this, of course, a spy group, and my stuff always seems to come back to spy group populated by people who aren't super intelligent. So, hmm, series idea. Uh, <clears throat> so, but what's happened? So that they've been implanting these devices tracking devices in various shoes well that particular spy group was infiltrated by a rival spy group who put um, a virus in one of these in in certain number of these tracking devices that would make them explosive devices and so now they've got to run around and figure out which ones went where but of course they don't know which is which because they've just been sending these shoes to everyone so they can have this massive database. And so now they're sending out these agents who are 
fox shifters and they're just stealing all the flip-flops that could possibly mass match the description to try and save the population from the coming apocalypse that they inadvertently brought to pass all right let me see okay kevin ra i could go got? I, I got something before i before i do though you know i i you know how like jerry springer kind of ends with his final thoughts well my final thought for today is asking like have have you hugged your realtor today right because <laughs> if you haven't you should find them you should hug them and tell them that you love them all right anyways uh, okay my real my realtor is my wife but <laughs> i'm just I'll gonna hug your wife. you should you she's very hugging she's a hugger <laughs> so um if you have a realtor that's your wife maybe you should hug her if it's just a random person maybe not the best idea you gotta ask about first. my realtor he's sort of a large sweaty guy and i was sort of figuring out how i was going to broach that subject <laughs> I'm just you know sometimes into realty offices and just hugging everybody i see bring it in bring it realtor in to realtor. You know? just uh, right. get permission first before you do that okay that so specified by the t-shirt it, it doesn't ask it doesn't ask it's kind of a, just a general just hug them okay so this is what i think is happening here um and it's actually uh takes kind of a turn it's, it's kind of a dark story i think that the the uh i think that the fox is uh actually working for uh, human traffickers in Berlin, okay? Because it's a it's a common ploy that when traffickers bring people into a country, you know, they take all their paperwork, they take all their documents, and they also take their shoes, so that way they can't run away. You know, it's it's a psychological ploy to keep people rooted in place, um, and it's actually devastatingly effective. So I think that we have some human traffickers in Berlin who've trained this fox to take shoes. Uh, from the trafficked victims and the fox escaped and now all he knows how to do is take shoes uh, and stack them up and he's doing it because he used to get treats and he used to get praised and so he's basically doing it trying to hustle and make himself uh, you know make himself some food get himself something to eat uh, get a reward for taking the shoes if you will um, and so our hero uh, is part of the uh, uh, the Berlin the German uh, Bundeslagen which is uh, the counterpart to the FBI. And uh, so he's going to take the fox and he's going to follow the fox back to uh, the hideout and he's going to free these traffic victims and then flip his way up the line until uh, he can shut down the whole organization. So that's what I think we're doing. All right. So I think we just have one person left, right? That's me. Just you, Kevin. Okay. Uh, so there is a serial killer on the loose in Berlin. And he was being tracked by uh, a detective who ended up becoming disgraced and booted off the force when he thought for certain that he had his man and led a raid, uh, only to discover that uh, this wasn't the serial killer's home. It was, in fact, someone who was illegally obtaining uh, various animals for uh, sort of like uh, pitting them against each other and letting people place bets on them. And so he uh, stops this, this ring and ends up rescuing some of the animals, uh, but he gets booted off the force. And just on his way out, decides, you know, I'm, this fox has nowhere to go. Someone wants to, they want to, they want to put it down. I'm going to raise the fox. So he takes the fox with him, but he still has this serial killer to track down. And the only thing he's got uh, as the clue is uh, a a footprint. 
And so he used, he trains the fox to go around and find shoes that are similar to that footprint. And so the fox is going around and bringing him shoes and the, the, the disgraced detective is using his, his last remaining resources to try to track down this serial killer. And in a roundabout way, he ends up coming across uh, the exact evidence he needs and he brings the serial killer to justice. I love that, Kevin, I love that your story. It sounds like Luke Besson's The Professional if it was made by Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a mentor fox. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about what if the fox brought the actual shoe, but then the fox couldn't lead the guy back to it. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Where'd you find this fox? Like, I was going to twist it with the, the fox keeps bringing him his own shoes. And then finally he realized, I'm the serial killer. <laughs> and then he pulled nice. his mask off. And... <laughs> he pulls off the mask and he's, he's, he's the fox. fox. <laughs> and he pulled off the second mask and it's Jack Reacher. Then another mask and it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Maskception. All right, everyone. Thanks it's for madly. tuning in. <laughs> that is this is episode 15 that's that's five that's three hands 15 of story on the spot thanks for watching if you look down below you'll see all our websites but also if you'll just go to story on the spot live there is all the info about the show the podcast episodes all the previous facebook lives and also all of our websites are linked there so everyone thanks for watching we love you we appreciate you and we'll see you next week Later.